You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Welcome to 30-Minute Reviews. I'm Adam. I'm Peter. I'm back. Yep. And you're a doctor now. We have to... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so everything I say is the truth. Exactly. You have to listen to everything. Yeah, it's, it's all 100% authenticated. And the, all my uh, <laughs> opinions are now fact. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into today's bigger topic and Josie will be joining us at some point um we told her one o'clock and it's now 105 and I have something I wanted to shoot today so I'm not entirely I'm not in a rush or anything but I don't want to you know spend all day uh waiting for her to show up so why don't we start out with some news items before we while we're waiting for her to show up um what are your thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy is that the new game that's on Epic Games I think it's epic. I don't. It's the. It's it's meant to be a like a a single player game. It's the new Harry Potter game that's set like in the eighteen hundreds. Okay. Um, I own, own. I know almost nothing about it except for seeing it like an advertisement for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing that, I I like that that it's just moving away, um, from being in like a Harry Potter universe or, or is it is it his ancestors from the eighteen hundreds? I don't think it's his ancestors. I think there might be a Weasley or something hanging around because, like, that tends to happen because, you know, they there are an ancient family. So there might be a Malfoy somewhere. There yeah. might be a, a Weasley. But because we have all these pureblood families, that'll probably happen. I haven't looked too deeply into it. All I know is that now it's been delayed into February. Um, yeah. I, I like that they're just going back more because I think uh, an issue with the Harry Potter universe and, like, the extended universe that even when they have these prequel movies, it's still all about Voldemort or like Dumbledore and then now Grindelwald. And yeah. it almost feels like that's where the history of the Wizarding World starts is like with Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And right. they don't really spend a lot of time before that time at all. Yeah. Well, well, we need to see the era where people were not using toilets and just taking a shit and magicking it away. I wonder if they're going to acknowledge that <laughs> in this game because this would be in that era. Um, but also... Um, this is part of a wider thing that people have noticed about games in the back half of this year where they're kind of all moving out into next year. Mm-hmm. So like Midnight Suns got delayed. That's the new XCOM style Marvel game um, about the Midnight Suns. That It looks pretty cool. If you like XCOM, it's the kind of thing that, that would be cool. Um, but that got moved in, into a date before the end of their fiscal year. So that could be any time by the end of the year. Uh, before March. Um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 got bumped out of this year, earlier this year. Um, but I think it's uh, one of the things that I've heard speculated is that these studios are afraid of competing with God of War Ragnarok. Uh. Um, and that they see that coming and they're like, we're going to vacate out to 
to avoid that. I don't think that's the case. Do you think it's like development delays? I don't. I mean, at this point, the as short of a delay as it is, I don't think it's likely that it's meant to be a development delay. I think that because Hogwarts Legacy was supposed to come out in December. Mm-hmm. So delaying it two months doesn't do anything besides move That's you out true. of the holiday season. But and, uh, everyone can, uh, thinks of Harry Potter as a Christmas movie. Yeah, no, I, 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 well, I think part of that definitely comes from the fact that they air it as part of ABC's family's Twenty Five Days of Christmas. Uh, it should be a Chris. It's a Christmas game. And here's Hello. Josie. Hello. So we were talking about Hogwarts Legacy being delayed. Oh, okay. Yeah, the new Harry Potter game got delayed to February 2023. I also think it's weird that they made the the goblins the bad guys. I think with Harry Potter, they would just try to ignore the goblins that ever existed. Yeah, and, and, just... and not be like, we're going to make this the focal point of a video game because like people already are like, that's questionably anti-Semitic. Um, and then it's like, now it's about the goblin revolt, which by all accounts, they're not in the wrong. Are they revolting from being slaves? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the the movie puts you on the the slave owner side of a slave revolt or the game puts you on the slave owner side of a slave revolt and is like and you're the good guy um it, it seems like an odd choice especially with everything that jk rowling is going through you'd think you would want to distance yourself from anything problematic as the kids say um that's just me at least i wouldn't <laughs> i would i wouldn't have gone with the with that as the uh as the thing um but yeah I, i'm I'll buy it. But like now the only game coming out for the back half of the year that's a major title is Gotham Knights and I have no interest in Gotham Knights. That's the uh the new Court of Owls pseudo sequel but not really to Arkham Knight. Cuz it does kind of pick up where Arkham Knight left off with Dead Batman and now his various proteges taking over. Um the last one I played was Arkham City, I think. Yeah, I bought the pack for eight bucks and I haven't played any of them yet. Yeah, I haven't played them. I played Arkham Asylum on the PlayStation once. But I haven't played I haven't played it since. Um on the other side of games, um D twenty three is next month. Um and for the first time at D twenty three, Disney's having a panel just about video games. And their upcoming video games, be it Star Wars, there's that Star Wars game being made by the studio that made Detroit Become Human. Um, they're going to have stuff probably about Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Fallen Order. Um, I like that game a lot. I'd that was a fun sequel. Um, but that that is that, and they're talking about a quote new um, Marvel. I didn't write the quote down, which would have been the smart thing to do, but I heard it earlier today when I read the article. Uh, a Marvel team-up game. Um, and it's not Crystal Dynamics. It's not Avengers. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Um, so there is another one of those coming. Um, but I don't think that's enough for an entire hour and a half panel. I think there's definitely got to be more they haven't announced yet that they're going to bring forward. Or maybe they're just showing 45 minutes of gameplay for each game. I think they're pretty it's early like on <laughs> in in whatever the whatever the other one is, um, the 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 team up game, um, which is probably X Men of Our Adventure, I guess. 
um, or Inhumans or Fantastic Four. Because that's really all that's left. Because they have Midnight Suns and they have um, Avengers. And the Avengers game sucked, by the way. I don't think we've addressed that yet. I have not played any of those games. The Avengers game was awful. And it made me not want to play the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which I heard was better. And it's got a great soundtrack, too. Because they they gunned it. Would they have to relicense all the music if the after they licensed it for the movie? It's it's different. It's different music from the movie. Oh, okay. But it's that same seventies, eighties. You know mm-hmm. that it, it, it's a pretty good soundtrack. Like "Kickstart My Heart's on the soundtrack. There's a you know they have a lot of Pat Benatar that kind of stuff. Um, I'm for it, but I, I'm not I'm not sure where they go with with new uh, what's it called with new uh, team up games. Um. So Ezra Miller. Pivoting completely. Um, Josie, have you heard the latest with him? I'm Googling who Ezra Miller is. The guy who plays the Flash who allegedly is molesting children. Oh, yeah. The guy we talked about last time. Yes. Um, So after we spoke, there was an article from The Hollywood Reporter that said that uh, Warner Brothers is debating three separate options for what to do with him. They're going to pull the movie entirely. They're going to have him issue an apology and go into mental health treatment. Uh, or they're going to release the movie anyway and just keep him off the press tour. Um, Then about four days later, he issued an apology and said he was going into mental health treatment. Now, I'm not a cynic, but when an article comes out three days beforehand saying this is what he's going to do, doesn't that seem a little silly? Especially at this point where he's like done so many shitty things over and over again. Yeah. And it's like at at this point, he's like, I have complex mental health issues. It's like, yeah, I'd say so. If you're if you're having a band and you're saying you have to bring a minor if you're over the age of 21 to get into see the concert. Yeah. Um, So but that movie is still on the table. They're still making that movie. They're also still making Joker uh, Joker, too. I'm sorry. Um, where they announced how much money Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga are making. Joaquin Phoenix is making $20 million, Lady Gaga is making $10 million, mm-hmm. which seems excessive because I think the first movie cost $45 million in total. <laughs> um, I, 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 just, I can't wrap my head around that. I don't think there's an audience for a Joker 2, um, especially a musical. Um, cause I don't think the audience from the first Joker movie is going to be like, Hey, here's a musical. This is what it was missing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fixed now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's coming in 2024. Um, in the aftermath of Batgirl being pulled, allegedly Warner brothers reached out to Leslie Grace and said, we do want you to play Batgirl again. Um, and uh, allegedly, according to Deadline, she told him to fuck off. Um, I think that's the right move. Yeah, because you don't um, want to get stuck in the that same role over and over again, anyway. But Especially like, if you only, don't, you don't even know if they're going to release it if you do make anything, or if it does get released, it's going to get pulled after the fact, which happened also. But mm-hmm. my thing with it is, um, 
she had to get in shape for that. I'm not saying she wasn't in shape before, but her last movie before was In the Heights, and she wasn't like built for a superhero movie in In the Heights. Um, she played Nina, the uh, the the um, Jimmy Smith's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she had to get in shape. She had to take a year off to to go to Glasgow to shoot this movie, shoot the movie, be available for reshoots for God knows how long. And and all the pre-production stuff, costume fittings, and all this other stuff. Um, and it's like now all of that work is never going to be seen. And when you're in your early twenties, like she is, that's a a, a thing you're willing to do because it's like, oh, this will get me in people's houses. This will get me people knowing who I am, so I can ask for more money in the future. And then that got taken away. So I don't blame her for not wanting to work work with Warner Brothers. Um, and then HBO Max did pull additional programming, including Close Enough, the animated show by J.G. Quintel, a regular show um, that was a launch title on the platform. Uh, 200 back episodes of Sesame Street, which appears to be the big headline. Um, Infinity Train, which was fantastic. Um, I, I think it was one of the best shows from, uh, what's it called? From, uh, from their animated selection and a bunch of other stuff purely to not have to pay royalties to anyone involved which is also kind of shitty yeah i don't know because that's i feel like a lot of people would get and like hbo max or something especially like for giant back catalogs of other shows like sesame street so well, that's how no my mom uses it for because she teaches yeah. kindergarten she uses hbo max for that she got the giant back catalog going back to the 60s um <laughs> Yeah, because they released that um, famous Lost episode. Yeah, of, uh, when the Wicked Witch goes to Sesame Street and it, like yeah, it traumatized children. <laughs> <laughs> There's a second episode that traumatized children that they have not released, um, where they attempted to have Snuffy's parents get a divorce. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard about that one too. Um, as a way to explain to kids that like this is what a divorce is, and your parents still love you even though they're getting a divorce. But apparently when they had children in the target audience, they couldn't wrap their heads around that. So they're like, fuck it, we're just not going to release it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the pulling of programming from HBO Max is attracting uh, legal investigation now, too. That was another story from late this week. Um, Joaquin Castro, who ran for president and is a representative um, in Texas, is attempting to get a referral to the Department of Justice for antitrust implications that go along with pulling the programming as a result of the merger. Because that's what it all comes down to, is this is all they're able to do it as a result of the merger with Discovery. And now Discovery is coming in and cleaning house. Um, Disney did something similar when they acquired Fox um, in so much as, I don't know if you've gone to a bookstore lately, but a lot of the um, Star Wars extended expanded universe books have been reissued lately with new oh, covers and stuff that. like that. I um, did like, notice that on Audible. Thank you. Yeah, they have new covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they do that, they no longer have to pay royalties to the writers anymore. Oh. Because when they bought the when they bought the everything from Fox, they did not by the contractual obligations from Fox as well. 
So they can just own the material? Right. So they just own Heir to the Empire. They own Kenobi. They own all that other stuff. Um, Darth Plagueis. So they're all getting reissued with new titles. Like, oh, look at this. This is the old stuff you love. We're reissuing it. But yeah. the reason is because they can reissue it and keep 100% of the money instead of being like, well, or splitting whatever it is with Random House. Um, but because it was only books, it didn't get the attention mm-hmm. that everything else did. But apparently this is getting more attention now because of, especially because of the role at Sesame Street. I think if it weren't for Sesame Street getting hurt, it wouldn't get this attention because Sesame Street was groundbreaking in the 60s. Um as a, a tool for teaching kids um, and like making sure kids were going into school with some foundation of, of reading skills instead of just kids going into school and not knowing how to read at all. Uh, and then not only that, if you watch an old episode of Sesame Street, which my mom was, and I saw what it is, there is one white character in the entire first few episodes. Everyone else is black or Hispanic. And that came out in 1969. And if that came out today, that would be considered uh, leftist propaganda. But that 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 is what it what it was. Who the fuck is texting? Um but yeah. Um I think that's all the news. So let's go into the big event of the week. Top five favorite things from the first half of the year, and the worst thing that we've seen in the first half of the year. I didn't do all my. I didn't get the worst thing. Okay, but well, I can. You can. You can probably figure. I something forgot out. about that part. Um, so do we want to do five best and then the worst last? So Josie has a chance to uh, try and come up with something. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Okay. Um. So who wants to go first with the number five? Uh, so are we doing like one at a time or all five in a row? Well, let's do, let's go around. So we'll do five, 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 four, four, four. Okay. I would like to say I don't, mine aren't really in a particular order. Mm-hmm. So my number one might not be like my favorite thing, but I haven't like, my t- my fifth one is definitely my least favorite of my top five. So Okay. So that's an order. <laughs> Should I go first? Yeah, go ahead. So my fifth one is the rehearsal, the new hbo show from nathan fielder hmm. i did not like the finale <laughs> no i thought the <laughs> first episode was the best one and that if it was more like nathan for you where each episode he just was doing a rehearsal for a different person that would have been a much better show but i think he just got i think this happens a lot with many different creative people where they get too in their head about making something that they deem important and then it just goes off the rails and that's what happened with this show where it just became way too hyper focused on that one scenario of him raising a child yeah and it just kind of got boring after a bit and then the whole finale was like basically him fucking with a child yeah (laughs) and like it was funny but it felt very strange yeah yes i'm your daddy at the end it was so funny (laughs) it cuts the credits yeah, it was, a, it was a cool show, just like on Nathan for You, so, like, the amount of detail that goes into it, but I thought what was really cool was in that first episode, how it worked, but then mm-hmm. it, it, I don't, that was the only successful rehearsal, because there was, like, one other one where it kind of showed it, but then the guy quit, yeah. and then the rest of the show, is just him and the woman fake raising children. Well, I think him rehearsing himself teaching the class was also pretty funny. 
that was a good one like the behind the scenes one yeah where it's like and, he's um, he's rehearsing himself and then he's watching himself teach the class as a member of the audience yeah and then he tricks the guy into living with other people so he can break into his apartment yes and, uh, <laughs> and live as that man <laughs> <laughs> This is rehear- the rehearsal. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, all, it is, it's like a re- reality show kind of where um, okay. it's this comedian that he uh, if people have like a big event coming up. Um, they rehearse it where they like recreate this person's life perfectly and then have actors come in so they can rehearse the situation over and over again to prepare huh. for it. Huh. Yeah, that sounds that's an interesting it, idea. But in this one woman's rehearsal, she wants to rehearse raising a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also wants to. So then they just start living together and raising actor children that are mm-hmm. all fake um, in this like nice house. Uh, and then like every week, the child ages three years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it's interesting, but then it, it, I think it just gets a little bit repetitive. Yeah. The, the typically it, Chalamet type kid was hilarious who, uh, who, who the developed a drug problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, I won't. I guess spoil that part, but yeah, it gets very intense. And uh, what was it in the finale? There was that that one that was like, we we tried doing it with adult actors, and it's him and like the full grown man running <laughs> around. The full grown man's playing like, uh, acting like a kid, and then he's vaping outside. Yeah, he's outside vape, while dressed as a kid with like a propeller hat and overalls. <laughs> but I actually, I do think I think Nathan for you is uh, more funny. Yeah, it's definitely I a better like show that you can just step into and watch. Like this one. You can't watch episodes four, five, or six without having seen the other ones. Yeah, I tried showing it to my brother, and it, I thought it was going to just continue into a different scenario, but I was like, oh, wait, we have to go back and watch this because yeah. it's so hard to understand what's going on. Right. Um, I'll have to give it a go. Yeah, I think it's worth watching because it, it's also only six episodes. Right, and a half like hour a, each. Yeah, so it's... Oh, that sounds easy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is, it like is funny. Okay. Cool. Paper Girls was um, half hour episodes and they dropped the whole thing at once but I luckily had COVID at the time so I could sit through the entire thing at once um, not bad Paper Girls on Amazon Paper Girls it's based on uh, it's based on a, a Brian K. Vaughn comic the, the guy who did Why the Last Man and Saga and other things like that um, hmm. it's, it's really interesting uh, it's like these this team like these four paper girls who they're like 12 13 years old they somehow end up getting transported to the present day from the 80s okay and they have to get back to their regular time and they all see what happens to themselves and get fucked up by it okay <laughs> it's 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 pretty it's pretty great it's okay um that was not my list though. do you want to go for your number five that uh, wasn't your number five. That was no. just to show you, like, no, that was just something because you said it was a half hour episode. I'm like, that reminded me. It reminded that was like me. A, that was like your honorable mention. Yeah, I guess it also came out in August, so it doesn't count. Oh my goodness. Um. So, okay, I think maybe Moon Knight is my number five. I liked it. I thought it that was, was funny. I thought it was kind of good. That's about it. I liked other things better. I... <laughs> uh, Peter, you didn't watch Moon Knight, did you? No, I don't really watch any um, of the Marvel or DC stuff that much. Um, Peacemaker, last... you might like. Peacemaker, I do want to watch Peacemaker. I did like um, Suicide Squad. Peacemaker so is pretty like, good. Probably like that. Um, I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, Moon Knight looked cool, at least from the ads I saw, it's like his funny. costumes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I like Oscar Isaac a lot. I think he's he, he is really good in it. Like, there are even, like, yeah. subtle acting things that he does, like, in posture and stuff. But when he goes between Steven and, um, and Mark. Mm-hmm. He was certainly enjoyable to watch. Like, yeah. his acting was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And um, what's his name from uh, Ballastar Galactica, uh, who was also in Homeland? Um, I can't remember the actor's name. He I voices... love both of those shows, and I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm like, if I say that, you'll know who I'm talking about, but apparently that doesn't work. But he, he voiced um, Honshu, the, uh, the god of vengeance. Um, I do have one problem with the show, though, okay. or, or the character in general. Um, if Khonshu is the god of judgment and his whole thing is very black and white morality, why is the perfect avatar for Khonshu not Punisher? Oh, okay. You're talking about he, F. Murray Abraham. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. He was not in Battlestar Galactica. He was not? Okay. That's no, my bad. He was in Homeland, though. Okay. I don't know why I thought he was in Battlestar Galactica. Um, but he, um, Frank Castle would be the perfect avatar for Khonshu. And he doesn't have to deal with six episodes of uh, Mark Spector bitching about killing people. Because hmm. Punisher would just murder someone. But um, does Punisher go into like like um, magic and stuff like that? More recently, he became the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay. So he's he's done some cosmic stuff, but not a ton. Um, my number five is Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, um, I really liked that movie. Um, I, I I liked the whole uh, like it feels like a response in a way. It's still very militaristic. It's still very much a a, a, a two and a half hour long commercial for the Navy and how great life in the Navy is. Um, that said, the hyper masculinity of the first one is mm-hmm. kind of like discarded like halfway through the movie and this is a spoiler but at this point it just beat infinity war for like the number six grossing movie in american history um it there's a scene in the middle of the movie where he he goes back and meets val kilmer um and and they have a conversation about what to do with miles teller um yeah and it's just this very like intimate scene between the two of them um and it's like you would not have seen that in the 80s and it just feels like a response to like everything in the 80s everything in that first movie being like the only way to be masculine is to be this this hyper like whatever the, whatever we wanted to find that almost gay thing that happened in the 80s <laughs> like that that's apparently the epitome of being a man but they kind of bring it back here and it feels a little bit closer um to you know reality um but it was really good and and the action is great and and all of that it's just you have to go into it knowing that it's a military propaganda movie because the navy got to have a pass on the script before it came out so yeah and that's when they give them their access to like ships and stuff like that yeah right you're not gonna you're not gonna see a movie with real military hardware unless it's uh the the military is getting a say in what you say in the movie Mm -hmm. this is a little this is a little bit of a tangent, but I just watched the making of documentary for Heart, uh, for Apocalypse Now called Hearts mm-hmm. of Darkness. And they go into that because uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, but uh, 
the, the army was not very happy with that movie, so they did not want to be involved with it um, when they had the script. So mm-hmm. how they got all the military equipment was through the Filipino government. They had a, this stockpile of American military stuff from like, the 70s or 60s, and they let the, the film crew like use all of their helicopters and stuff because mm-hmm. they didn't care what their messaging was. Right. Money is money and the money spends, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, if you look at, like, um, what's it called? Man of Steel. Superman is kind of beholden to the military through the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's why, if you watch the Avengers, there's no military response to an alien invasion in New York. It's all S.H.I.E.L.D. and NYPD. And it's like, they're, they're the only scene where the NYPD is there, it's like Captain America shows them up and then they're never seen again for the rest of the movie. But like the entire, but there's no military response to it. It's all Shield who shows up because the, they're like, we're not going to let the military dictate what happens in the movie. We're just going to let China dictate what happens in the next movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as they they created an entire alternate cut of Iron Man two for China, or Iron Man three for China. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's like entire, there's like 15 minutes of additional footage about this Asian doctor. That they added. That is like a hero. Yeah, he's got like a major <laughs> role in the Japanese cut of Iron Man 3. Um, so now on to number fours. All right, should I go again? Yeah. Okay. So my number four is the album We by Arcade Fire, which is their newest album that came out this year. Because uh, they're one of my favorite bands. And then I think this album is like a return for them because their last album is probably their least favorite album of mine. Mm-hmm. And this one uh, feels a lot more like their older stuff, and it's much less, it's like underproduced compared to their, their last album. Um, and it just feels more focused and it's much shorter too. I hate when albums now are like 30 songs long because they're they all do streaming. that now. I don't really listen to too much new music. Yeah, a lot because everything is streaming now, so they don't have to worry about fitting it uh, That's true. Um, but this, yeah, this one's really good. Uh, like it's only like 10 or 11 songs, I think. There's a lot of like part ones and part twos, so they're all like flow into each other. And I really like long songs, so that's another reason why I like this so much. Uh, and this album actually, one of the bit members like left the band right after it was released. This mm-hmm. is like their last album as a full band, but it was like one of the. It wasn't like a very important member. I don't think it was like one of the, <laughs> the side people. There's like ten people in the band. So. It's like the they, son from Mumford and like, Sons leaving. Yeah, they can like miss. It's not. It wasn't the main guy. That's like the singer or the main girl. That's like. Mm-hmm. So. Now I don't want to seem ignorant, but Arcade Fire, they're still indie rock, or are they? I think now they're just considered rock because of how oh. much rock has changed. Um, when they first started, they were definitely alt rock or indie rock. But right. Now, because of how the music has changed, I think they're just considered rock. Well, um, I don't think there is too much more rock anymore because it's like a few years back was the first time since the '50s that there was no rock music on the top of the uh, top of the sales charts. Yeah, it's like moved away. I guess because just have how music technology has changed, it's just moved away from that. Because yeah. and I, I think now you have more like I think like a lot of hard metal and death metal that's like that's expanded, become more popular, and kind of like swallowed up a lot of those people. Oh yeah, I love uh, Octane on Sirius XM. That's like my go-to station. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of metal guys who whine about cancel culture, though, in their music, and it just comes off really whiny. <laughs> yeah, I like the mo- even more like beyond that, where it's um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but it's like almost like the screamo screamo stuff. Oh, uh, okay, it's funny, and uh, even then too. 
they're I don't think in the songs, but in their like private lives, they're like, no, we're not successful because of cancel culture, like PC yeah. culture. And it's like, well, you're screaming, you're screaming about like beheadings and like gold. Yeah. So I, I don't think that <laughs> it's has like you were never going to reach like widespread appeal. Yeah. With, and uh, also, it's like that. impossible to understand what they're saying too. Yeah, but like the disturbed, you know, it's like he's complaining about that, and I'm like, you're like the biggest like hard like rock band on the planet. Like, I don't think there's anyone else as big as Disturbed right now. And it's like, just shut the fuck up. Like, Shine Down too had one recently. It was like I was I was listening to. Him, I'm like, are they really doing this right now? Like, you're the number one on the charts. You're complaining about being canceled. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Josie, your turn. Up to up to on my music stuff. Um, let's see. I liked the video game Stray. I, I haven't cute. played that yet. I didn't get the chance to play it, but I've really been enjoying watching other people play it while I go to sleep. That counts. <laughs> yeah, I have watched at least one Let's Play of someone playing that game. It and looks it's fun. Really cute. It's very soothing, but then it's like, oh no, and then it's cute. I don't know, it's just cute. I, I almost bought that, but I bought um, Elden Ring. Um, Elden Ring instead. I haven't played it yet. I do really want to play Elden Ring. I have a little bit more free time now. I've been playing um, a lot of GTA Five. I've been replaying everything. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I was gonna get Madden. I wasn't gonna get Madden. This is tangent, but I wasn't gonna get Madden. And then I got an email um on Friday from GameStop saying they were having a restock of the PS5 that was bundled with Madden. Did you and buy was, a PS5? Perhaps. <laughs> and then it didn't come with Madden, but they gave one hundred and seventy dollars in credit for the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. So I ended up buying Madden with that, but I also bought Elden Ring and I bought um, what's it called uh. Miles Morales, so I am gonna eventually play Miles Morales too. Um, but yeah, it's I want to play Stray, but and 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 the reason why GTA reminded me of that is because GTA Five was advertised on the PlayStation Store, where it's like it says twenty bucks, and I'm like, oh, all right, so twenty bucks out of one seventy, I'm not gonna lose too much on that. I'll pick yeah. that up. You click on it, it's twenty dollars to just buy GTA Online. <laughs> you have to pay so then, 60 for gta 5 and i'm like i'm hilarious. not paying 60 for gta 5 i'm yeah, not paying I, 20 for gta online yeah when i first played i told you yeah, when we lived together i would play on your account and just uh shoot people and then escape to the airport right and then i actually bought the game and played the story but i almost never do side quests i just played the entire story did you do uh, the golf no, no i didn't do anything else so now <laughs> i'm i'm replaying it again but I'm doing all the side quests because the game is just so much fun and like the world yeah. is so much fun. So now I'm just trying to complete everything. And people wonder why they haven't done GTA 6 yet. It's like, because GTA 5 is still making them tons of money. It's like, they're not going to do a GTA 6 until that dries up. Yeah, exactly. Um, my number four, now when I did it, I did mine for the Smithtown Chronicle, so mine's all movies. Um, my number four is Elvis. Um, I really liked Elvis. Um, I thought that the idea to kind of frame it like a superhero origin movie works well for who Elvis is. Because, like, we look at our pop culture icons the same way we look at folk heroes in America. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like Babe Ruth is, he was a man, but he's also a professional baseball player. But we've lionized him at this point. The same thing with Elvis and, like, all these other people. So I think putting it in that, you know, kind of mythical regard works well for the movie. Um, it doesn't really shy away from his drug use. Um, 
it he was really sound... young when he died too. He was like fifty or yeah, even younger than that. And uh, Austin Butler's great. Um, Yoga Hoser's Austin Butler is great in the movie. Um, yeah, when he was cast in Dune as like the only thing I saw him in was Yoga Hosers, and I was like, I yeah. can't really judge him too harshly for yeah. that movie. <laughs> it's really funny because I heard he was talking about it. Not uh, Kevin Smith was talking about it. And he goes, um, like he got really into character on yoga hoses he's like what how what kind of accent should i do like should i work on this should i work on this and he's like i don't really care it's not that big a deal no one's gonna think too hard about it um but it's like it i think he's like this movie is the one that people should watch if they want to see what he's gonna look like as fade routha i think he he sells it um it's a and, and he gained weight for one scene it's impressive how much weight he gained to be fat elvis at the very end of the movie um and I think the uh, the one thing it does shy away from, and it's because it's an authorized biopic, is it does shy away from the age discrepancy in the relationship between him and Lisa Marie. When he picked her. Basically. Yeah, like, the, it, it, it's like they don't address the fact that she's 14 and they kind of age her up to make it look like she's not a teenager. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of glossed over. But besides that, the movie's great. Did they talk about his any of like his less savory things where like he's stolen music and things like that? I have they kind it of address it. Um where it's like they show him listening to a song and then he performs the song the next day. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do address it. Like, but it, it they make it seem more like, you know, respect to the music rather than like I can do this and it'll sell because, you know, mm-hmm. people will buy it because I'm singing it. The okay. biggest critique I heard, I think, is Tom Hanks. Uh, I loved him. I thought his, he was great. Accent or something. It, it is a little annoying. <laughs> um, is he a manager? Yeah, he plays uh, Tom Parker, the manager who stole all of Elvis's money. Oh, okay. Yeah, he took like a 50% cut of all of Elvis's uh, yeah. performances. And, stuff. and then when <laughs> Elvis tried to leave him, he sued him for the cost of everything that he did for Elvis on top of that. Okay. And it also tries to make Elvis into a civil rights figure. And I'm like, I don't think that was the case at all. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I don't think he was actively like racist, but I don't think he was a champion. For, yeah, I, like for the cause. <laughs> like there's a moment where it's like the death of Martin Luther King really affects him. And then like the stabbing of Robert Kennedy really affects him. So he does a protest song. And I'm like, I didn't know that that happened. Um, and I was like, apparently it did happen. But like, not as overtly tied to current events as it seemed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but it's a good movie. It's an interesting, you know, biopic. I didn't know a lot about Elvis before seeing it. Yeah, I really only like uh, Suspicious Minds is like the only Elvis song I like. Well, you will love this movie because they play that song basically on a loop during his entire <laughs> montage <laughs> of his Vegas residency. Oh, perfect. That's good. <laughs> I had it stuck in my head for a week after. And then it didn't help because then I watched Lilo and Stitch for the 20th anniversary, so I could do a podcast about it. And that song is also in Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen Lilo, Lilo, Lilo and Stitch. Stitch in forever. Yeah, it turned 20 Can a few years back. Can that be in my top five? Lilo and Stitch? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number three is going back around. Um, Hold on, I have to... Oh, yeah, okay. My number three is a, a movie, uh, Crimes of the Future. Which, All right, um, <laughs> I'll fight you on this one. 
I love this. I also, yeah, my friend that I saw this with also didn't really like it that much, but I loved it. Um, I thought it was so interesting, like how it was paced. I liked, I liked that they set up stuff um, that you thought was going to be a main plot point, and then they never showed it. Oh, I can't and, stand that. That shit bothers the fuck out of me. <laughs> it was just, I don't know, it was just, it was surprising because, um, oh crap, now I forget who was the uh, the director. Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was a David Cronenberg movie who's famous for body horror and his special effects. Uh, John wasn't... Carpenter recently shit on him because he was like, he doesn't think of himself as a director anymore. He thinks of himself as an artist or something. And then John Carpenter saying how all horror directors take themselves too seriously now. Mm-hmm. And like they just, just should just make fun horror movies. That I agree with. I think that, I think of that, I guess it's a little bit of a tangent of the um, the guy that made uh, Midsummer and uh, Hereditary um, Avi, no, that's a that's yeah. Ari, Ari oh, Oster. That's his Aster. Name. Yeah. Um, like when he talked about Midsummer, he said it's not a movie about cults or a horror movie. It's actually a movie about relationships and breaking up. And it's like okay, like chill out. It's <laughs> like no one saw. It. And he actually had like it was like over a three hour cut of that movie with more of just them fighting about their relationship. Yeah, I don't and think like, that's needed. Okay. Thank God for the studio to like <laughs> cut it down. And he wants to make another movie that's like four and a half hours long and it's like mostly dialogue. But well, Linklater's it. doing that too. He's doing a six hour movie as his next one. All right. I don't We're... like him that much either. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've, I've fallen down the Linklater rabbit hole lately. I just watched uh, Before Sunrise. Um, that's a really okay, good wait. movie. So going back to Crimes of the Future so I can defend yes. it a little bit. So it has, I love the universe it sets up. The It's where the in the future... Um, people start developing weird mutations where they, they start growing extra organs and mm. like the, the government sets up this like registry and also people stop being able to feel pain or get infections. Um, so for like fun, people start doing surgeries on themselves and it becomes performance art where you watch people do surgery without any anesthetics. And like yeah. they do, they do like organ removals and like uh, people can't eat. And then it turns out some people are mutating to be able to eat plastic so it's like they're, we're evolving to clean up our mess that we created as humans in the future. Um, and it, it has all this crazy uh, like gore and these weird machines that are like biomechanical. Uh, and, um, and now I can't forget, remember anyone's names, but yeah, I, I really liked it. And like it set up this weird, there's a beauty pageant of organs where there's, it sets up this competition where people grow the coolest organs they can to compete against each other. Like a farmer's market where it's like, who's yes. got the best pumpkin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, but with organs. And it's like the, this, the guy that runs the government organ registry like becomes obsessed with it and uh, like mm-hmm. goes down this weird path too. This uh, but weird. then Kristen Chris Stewart's is, great I, in it too. Yeah, Kristen Stewart's in it. She plays this like weird autistic girl. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the name of this again? Crimes of the Future. Of the future. The new one, not the one from 1978 that he made by the same name. Okay. That was also a Cronenberg movie? Yeah, he made a movie oh, called Crimes of the Future in 1978, and it uh, didn't do well. I had no and it has nothing to do with this. He Very just really wanted to have movie. a <laughs> It's a cool name. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and that other actress, um, Le- Leia Sedu, C- yeah. Cedow, I don't know how to pronounce her name. The, the woman version of Terrence Howard with the perpetual cry face. Yeah, she's good in this, but but she's exactly the same as she is in every movie that she's yeah. in. Um, I didn't think the gore went far enough. Oh yeah, I, and Viggo Mortensen's in it too. Yeah, I oh. I don't think they did enough with the gore. I think they could have like I've seen 
worse in other movies. Like, like the thing is like more the the thing that Cronenberg did all the special effects and the body horror for the thing mm-hmm. uh, that has more gore than this movie does. Well, like I would say, like in in recent history, Color Out of Space with Nicolas Cage had some really fucked up body horror stuff that was that's true beyond this. Yeah, this you you could feel. I think the effects of the budget to some yeah. Like the guy uh, with ears point. all over his body. I'm like, all right, what's the point of this? Like, I just had some I extra like ears lying around. <laughs> he like, yeah, his body was covered in ears. Yeah, Aww. like um, the woman who put gills on her face. I'm like, that's not too weird. Like, it's not weird enough where I'm like, oh, that's. They're all like, it, was it all like the traditional prosthetics that you could probably go and like order online right now? Um, it, some of it. I think it, so everything it, that looked, it all looked. I thought very good. It's just there wasn't a lot of it. Hmm. For me, the most disturbing thing in the movie was the naked nine-year-old boy who's having an autopsy done on him. And it's not because of the autopsy, but it's because they have a naked nine-year-old boy when you really could have done without having him be naked. That is true. There is a, yeah, a prolong. <laughs> That's like the yeah. climax in the movie is they do a, a live autopsy on a child. Yeah, hmm. I, I could have done without the like solid minute-long cop shot of the nine-year-old. Like That is, that is true. <laughs> Um, yeah. I still, I was still, I liked it. It was very disturbing. Uh, I went into it. Maybe just I went into it expecting a lot more than I, than I got. I'm a big Cronenberg fan, so I've been, I've seen all his more recent movies. So mm-hmm. I think that at his like last, a lot of his more recent movies don't have, really have a lot of body horror. There's a lot of the violence and stuff like a History of Violence or like a, um, the other one, Viggo Mortensen, Eastern Promises. Right. That's the other one. Uh, they are fucked up, but. They, they're not really like focused on body horror where this one is like, has a focus on body horror um hmm. his son too made that movie like last year two years ago possessor um, i don't remember that that one's really good too it's another like science fiction movie and that one has like a few really gory scenes like you watch sean bean's eyeball pop out of his eye socket nice um but other than that it doesn't really have a lot of body horror um yes. i think it was the fact that like not only that but also the 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 press that came out of con with this movie raised and my that expectation. Is true. Where it was like, like people, people walked are out, like throwing up, and like walking out, and I'm like, in the movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the house that Jack built did that, and I think that lived up to the expectations. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I do want to. I think it it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think that movie had record walkouts at con, and like people were booing it <laughs> at the end, <laughs> uh, and it was as fucked up as that they made it seem this one wasn't that fucked up have you yeah. guys ever even like felt ill from a, watching a movie like no, it never. made you sick or anything um no no i've been like oh that's gross but motion sickness like... maybe from hardcore henry but that's about it oh yeah i do yeah i threw up i was watching the perfect storm uh when i was homesick <laughs> one time and i think it gave me made me seasick <laughs> and i threw up Hardcore Henry was that first person action movie that they made in like 2013. That one that gave me motion sickness because it's yeah, it was moving like around on a so GoPro. much. And I'm like, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? <laughs> uh, American Horror Stories, that one of the episodes that came out was so disgusting that I almost was sick in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I like had to turn it off. I ran to the bathroom. It was horrible. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, zombie fallout the last the lost journals by mark tufo i've been following this series for a while and this one is the most recent to have come out 
My dad also listens to it, so it's fun to watch it. Listen to it with him. What's the book about? Zombies. Okay. Well, like, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's got... <laughs> oh, it's a New England guy who um, goes out to Colorado, and that's when the zombie apocalypse starts, and then he that his way back to New England. <laughs> to reach his family did, and then did you write um, this book autobiographically i know right? i just added the zombies <laughs> and then um and then it's like dealing with different things and like the, the virus keeps changing it's it's cool though it's it's mostly like because i've been listening to it with my dad but i just started yeah. the walking dead and i'm not impressed like the graphic novel or the no show? the show I stopped watching the show after like the second season. I just got bored. I'm like five episodes into season one, and I'm like, how the fuck did this show go on as long as it did? See, I like up to maybe season three or four, and then I'm done with it. Yeah. And I tried every time I've tried to rewatch it because I'm like, maybe I can get further on it this time. Like, maybe I'll find out what happens. Well, because I'm uh, like, how the fuck does I Darryl stop around the same time. character? Like, he's just an asshole. And it's for like in episode three he's when we first see he's just an asshole. All right, but still, he's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I he's stopped just... watching when they but went to the farm. But it's cute. <laughs> like his his saving grace is that he's slightly less racist than his brother. Like, yes. like that's not that's a selling it. point. It's just but because he, he's. He has it's a cool for the ladies, he's, he's, yeah, it's because he's sexy. That's what it is. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to keep giving it a shot, but I'm not super thrilled about this. Um, <laughs> and you can there's watch a Walker Fear of the Walking Dead. In, huh? Then you can watch Fear of the Walking Dead. And then there you the, go. the other like, spinoff they're making now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Worlds Beyond. And then there's also Tales from the Walking Dead. And there's a new show about Rick and Michonne. It's like, they're never going to let that die. No. I would like a prequel series where we just see him being a cop in his normal life. I would. It, has nothing, it has nothing to do with zombies. Um, the fun fact, if you go on the AMC portal on, what's it called? On um, uh, Amazon Prime, you can watch the Talking Dead episodes. With Brian Johnson. I remember the Talking you can, Dead. You can oh watch. My gosh. I'm like, I don't understand who wants to go back and watch Talking Dead. No. Why would anybody like, want to rewatch Talking Dead? <laughs> they so really drove that like into the ground with their talk shows after the show. They started yeah, doing it with like every bad. single show they had. Yeah. Halt and Talk Fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forget their other shows. Yeah. And did they do for Killing Eve? I don't think they did. Talking Eve? Yeah. I don't think they did. <laughs> but it's funny because if you go in, it's like Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead, Worlds Beyond, Tales from the Walking Dead, Comic Book Men, Talking Dead is how it's ordered on there. So Talking Dead is behind the show that has nothing to do with it that aired after the Talking Dead on mm-hmm. on the same network. Um, and I just don't understand how this show managed. I mean, the effects are good for, I guess, 2010, but it's not nothing special. Um, but, but then when you become a mega fan, you can go to Denver and you can go to the Walker Stalker. Yeah, now I'm good. I probably won't do that. <laughs> um, so number three, the Batman. Um, ah. I loved the Batman. Um, I liked the the tying in Martha Wayne's origin to um, Arkham. I thought that was a great idea. Um, I liked the whole um, like everything about the 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 legacy 
of the Waynes and all the other aristocrats in 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 Gotham. It felt like the closest thing we're ever going to get to the Long Halloween. Um, yeah. Well, I, it was. It was also. It was pretty much hush too. Yeah, they they did hush too in that, and I was like, this is like at one point, I, like when I was watching it, I thought they were going to confirm that he was hush, and I was like, yes, I said this was going to happen, <laughs> and then that didn't happen. Um, my one complaint is that the movie does go on too long. Even if one of my favorite Reed. Batman Batman moments in any movie is in the too long section. What's the too long section? Or uh, the end? Yeah, the everything about the flood. Yes, that was like very... T- well, that, that was my issue with the... The Batman was my runner-up movie for my top five. Mm. Um, and the reasoning was, I think they made... There's like... I've read this thing about how a lot of movies now, they make the villains too good where yes. you you start agreeing with them right and that's what happened with the riddler where it's like is he wrong for like the batman wasn't doing anything and like without the riddler killing all these people like all the shit would have kept going on so then at the very end they're like uh he's also a mass shooter and he planted all these bombs that are gonna explode. yeah and it's like when you when you i think that was the article from hard drive where it's like a movie villain very right until suddenly very wrong yeah, I think that that was the exact one I read. Like it's it like that was my big problem with it was that even though I think that Batman they do address it in the movie though where he's talked like uh, he when he talks to cat uh, cat, cat girl or whatever cat and she says Catwoman that's it I think a Batgirl right. um, she says like is he wrong or like for doing what he's doing and it's like I think the problem like like that moment where he's helping people and not just beating up the bad guy like at the end where he's like helping people out of the wreckage and like helping EMS people. Like it's, I think the first time in a movie that we've seen Batman as like more than a vigilante who just beats the crap out of bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was an interesting thing for them to do. Um, I'm not super thrilled about the spinoff show that's coming. Oh, about the penguin. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily needed. That's what I, at the end of that movie, there was not a single part of me that I was like, I wonder how the penguin's going to run that nightclub now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that's needed. Um, I'd rather see um, if they're gonna do a spinoff. I'd rather see Catwoman in in Bloodhaven, like, and see what goes on there. Yeah, that would um, be way more interesting. Yeah, or get the sequel, which the sequel hasn't been greenlit yet. They uh, Warner Bros. Discovery pulled. They want to see how the that. Joker goes. They're like, let's yeah, put all let's put all our money into the Joker two musical. The Joker two musical, which I still <laughs> think they shouldn't have told us in advance was gonna be a musical. Like imagine you go like nothing in the marketing material suggests it, nothing like that. You just walk in, you see the movie, and it's a musical, and you're like, "What the fuck happened here?" <laughs> people will be pissed though. That's yeah, so you don't think people, people will take that well? I would love to see that though. <laughs> All right, so who's next? Peter's next. Yes, me again. I was getting coffee. Hold on. We're on number three, right? Yeah. Um. So my number three. No, didn't we just do number three? Right. We just did number three. We're up to okay. number two. My number two is Nope, the uh, new Jordan Peele movie. That was really good. I loved it. Um. I love horror movies. So there's there's very few horror movies now that actually scare me. Like I still enjoy them. Uh, usually <laughs> just for the gore. Um. But very rarely do I get freaked out or creeped out by anything. But this movie, like, there's certain shots in it that did creep me out and like actually did like scare me at some parts. Mm-hmm. Like it was very specific 
Um, I really liked the kind of twist. I thought it was really cool. Apparently, that like really angered some people. Really, <laughs> I, I didn't was, know that. Yeah, I saw a lot of like I heard a lot of people mad about that. I guess people were expecting it to be one thing. So, but I didn't didn't think it was like that crazy. I also like the weird subplots with the the monkey. Yeah. Um, even though I was, con- there was some things I was just very confused by that uh, I had to think about after watching it, <laughs> but it was still really good. Yeah, I think the uh, they like could have done more movie to the monkey. Exactly perfect. Um, just not being good. Like I think that the issue with, like for me, the only issue with the movie was that I don't think they did enough to make the monkey aspect of it like fit in with the rest of the plot it's context and then yes, also i completely sh- got that wrong the shoe being like standing up like this it's like well what does that mean like yes so how no i interpreted that at that moment was that the spaceship alien thing was hovering over the studio yeah and that, that was what was causing the shoe to go up and that's what caused the chimp to go crazy yes that's what i thought too and then it's like oh so it has nothing to do with anything then yeah, <laughs> and, and that's what basically happened. And I think the cinematographer um, doing a dramatic reading of Purple People Eater will be one of my favorite moments in a movie this year. Yeah, that guy was so funny. His voice was hilarious. Yes. And like, yeah, that's the thing. His movies, like it has genuinely funny parts throughout it. Yeah. And then it's still creepy and it's still suspenseful. Um, the music was really interesting. It felt like older action adventure mu- music like mm-hmm. towards the end. Mm-hmm which I liked. Um, well, I think it's meant to be an homage to um, like 50s alien abduction movies. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's like a modern retelling of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. It's just like the movie itself was just interesting how it like revealed things to like it's, it's pacing. Yeah. Um, it was, there was some fucked up body horror stuff and just, yeah, fucked up gore. Uh, mm. It was that got pretty intense. Like the the one in the trailer, the 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 woman who stands up out of the the wheelchair, they're like, yes. oh, that's one of the aliens, and it's like it's not at all one no, of the aliens. No, that was literally that's the only thing that I predicted accurately in that from seeing the trailers was that woman. That is it. <laughs> I was yeah. because it looks like I won't ruin it, but it looks right. like something else that I've seen, and I was like, that's that, and that's the only thing I got right. Everything else I was wrong. You know, I don't think Josie has seen the movie yet. No, I'll spoil no. It. It, yeah, and it, it just came out. It's worth seeing. Um, of his of Jordan Peele's three movies, uh, this one's my favorite. What's it called again? Nope. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Don't tell me then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still think Get Out is my personal favorite, but this is a close second. Get Out is definitely the funniest, but I think this one because I love horror so much. This one worked as a horror movie for me. And I also really like the just the plot by itself too. I think he's. I think of his three movies. I think I don't think there's a director who. I mean, well, I think. Well, never mind. I got one of my directors coming up in my top two. Um, has had a, a strong first three, uh, but I don't think there are very many other directors who had such a strong first three movies. Hmm. So I think even yeah, I us, which I is could... even us, which is not the like it's still better than a lot of movies, but it's just nowhere near as good as Get Out. Yeah, us I liked because of how weird again how the the pacing is so strange in that movie. Yeah, where it it just it's almost feels like it's it's just I don't know, it's just driving forward the entire time, which it makes it more fun to watch. Um, like there's almost no downtime once things get going. Right, and like Tim Heidecker is hilarious in that movie too, where he's like the tatted up annoying guy. Uh, and 
Yeah, that movie yeah, has some fucked up gore. And that, that movie's another one where if you think about the plot at all, the entire movie falls apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nope is really good. I, that didn't make my list only because I wrote my list in July before I saw Nope. Uh, yeah. Um, it'll probably be on my end of year top 10, though. Yeah, I definitely think this will probably be... Yeah. I put it at number two, but I think it could switch to my number one movie easily. Yeah. For me, my number one was pretty clear when I came up with mine. Uh, Josie, your turn. Number two. Okay. Um, so this one's on my list strictly for the visual effects and enjoying that, not so much the plot points. Um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I could watch that again just because it's just fun to watch. It was cool. I, there was there was a lot of like I really like the uh, the aesthetic of the world where the Illuminati is. Mm-hmm. Like that whole like future like uh, solar punk aesthetic is really cool. Um, I think that people didn't like it because because it came after No Way Home, mm-hmm. um, and No Way Home kind of set the bar for what people were expecting in terms of extended cameos. Uh, okay. Where it's like No Way Home, it's like the other two Peters are in the movie for a good amount of time. Like they're mm-hmm. in for the entire second half of the movie. The Illuminati is only in this movie for about a scene and a half. Yeah. Uh, and then they all get butchered. So like I kind of like it though. I think it's really funny. Yeah, that that one <laughs> visual where uh what's his name gets his head blown off. I think uh, it's Black so Bolt gets funny. his head blown off is is fantastic. I think them all just getting their ass kicked immediately is hilarious. Yeah. And people are like, do you think Wanda died? I'm like, no, Wanda didn't die. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what are you, seven? Like, no, Wanda didn't die. They're going to bring her back again. Like, there's a fucking yeah. show coming out next year called Coven of Chaos. Like, she'll be back. Don't worry. Like, yeah, I did want to. I haven't seen the last Marvel movie I saw was the first Black Panther movie. That really? Was the last you didn't, one I you saw. didn't see Infinity yeah. War or Endgame? Nope. I haven't right, you can those. probably skip most of Endgame and just watch the <laughs> I, third but act. I did want to watch this movie just because I like Sam Raimi so much and the, the visuals looked cool. So I would probably just watch it for that. Yeah, he's got it's a lot of his like effects stuff. Like he's got there's a lot of horror stuff in it. And you can tell yeah. it's Sam Raimi's movie when you watch it. Like you can visually you can see that it's his. I did Thank like you. the first Doctor Strange too. Yeah, that was really good too. Did I, I come out before or after Black Panther? Before that came okay, out the same year as Civil I War. It. I saw that too. Um, yeah, I, I, my thing, I didn't, I think that this movie would have been better served had it came out before No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Um, especially considering there's a scene in the first act that you can tell was added into reshoots um, because No Way Home came first because of the COVID uh, reshuffle. Yeah. Where there's a scene in a, um, like there's a scene in a pizza parlor where um, America and Wong and um, Doctor Strange are all sitting around, and they explain like a short version of what happened in No Way Home to be like, I have some experience with the multiverse because this just happened like two uh, two weeks ago, like but like that was meant to this movie was supposed to come out before, so like in No Way Home the scene where Ned can suddenly do magic is mm-hmm. it was supposed to be America Chavez in that scene. So she hadn't been introduced yet, so they had to move things around. Yeah, that, that would have made much more sense because I, I feel like I haven't also had not seen No Way Home, but how they were marketing it, it felt like a much bigger like application of the multiverse where yeah. 
the Doctor Strange movie felt more like an introduction to it. Yeah, the Doctor Strange one is definitely like you get to go in. It's kind of like, especially considering where they're going with phases five and six, considering we now know phase six is ending with Kang and Secret Wars in 2025. It, it this definitely was meant to be like the 101 course for here's what we can do with the multiverse and then no way home is going to be the here's see look and we can do this too mm-hmm. um just going forward um i don't think Krasinski's going to stick though mm-hmm. as uh, mr fantastic going forward i changed my mind on that how come um i think peter's muted because i think i see him oh, talking yes. <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, uh, he has to make the Quiet Place three. Well, that's part of it, and I think also that if you cast a younger actor that no one knows, you can pay them a lot less. Yes, play like the directors too, where they they take a director that's directed one indie movie, and they're like, "All right, now you're going to direct a Marvel movie." Yeah, and, and then you end up with Love and Thunder being what it was, <laughs> which was a choice, definitely. It was, and and off topic, but Love and Thunder is basically the exact same plot. As multiverse of madness um oh. i don't know if josie saw nope okay never mind i'll keep it to myself then because until you see the movie because it's going on disney plus in a few weeks uh, that's but the, that's the thor movie right yeah it's basically the exact same plot okay um yeah so my number two is hang on the northman Robert Eggers' movie about it's Hamlet but with Vikings mm-hmm. um, really well done I love the 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 lighting being done by candles for most of the movie and yes. how the light felt natural through the entire thing which is a very hard thing to do um, yeah. uh, Barry Lyndon by uh, Kubrick also has all natural lights like the same way and uh, the amount of work that goes into that is insane to yeah. try to make it look good and be able to see everything clearly and understand what's going on in the scene especially considering how much this movie takes place at night hmm. yeah and uh in dark spaces in an era where there wasn't lights uh the the fight at the end is great uh yeah in, in the this volcano. was my um number one movie also really all right that works yeah. out then. um I love this movie so yeah, much. It was so good. It's on Peacock now for anyone out there who hasn't seen it yet. I um, bought the the 4K. I was gonna buy the steel book, but they were sold out, and I didn't want. I didn't think it was worth spending eighty dollars on the steel book. Eighty dollars on the steel. Oh, we bought it online after. It was like aftermarket. Yeah. Yeah. So I just bought the regular 4K version, but I loved it. Um, his like attention to detail about like the Viking, his lifestyle is also amazing, yeah. where everything is so detailed and there's like an interesting twist that I wasn't expecting, even though it is. Hamlet, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, it still... and it does have better gore than Crimes in the Future. Yeah, the gore is pretty insane. Yeah. Um, I just you get amped watching it because it's so cool. You get to see uh, Willem Dafoe's cock. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's Willem a selling the, point for Willem you. Willem Dafoe's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, parts of it do feel like um, Elden Rings or Dark Souls. Yes. Just like this magic fight kind of at one part. Ooh. Yeah, it's a really great movie. And they had like all the scenery and I think it was filmed on location in a bunch of different places like in Iceland. Too. Right. It, it you can, you so can tell cool. that from just how well like done the movie is all around. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is great in it too. Yeah, um, there's a there's a volcano, there's a sword fight at a volcano while it's, yeah. while it's erupting. Yeah. Um, 
And again, it's that that was the movie that got the ending got ruined for me by the guy sitting next to me, who asked <laughs> me, "Did you understand this after they showed up an hour late?" <laughs> it's really not a hard movie to understand. It's a very it is of his three movies: the uh, the witch, the lighthouse, and now, uh, yeah, the which this the is Northman. why I said I don't think there's another director. Well, maybe one that's later on because this is another guy who has had three movies and all of them have been great. Yeah, and this one is his most straightforward. Where the the plot is, it's just it's a revenge movie. Yeah, uh, for the most part, um, the lighthouse is definitely his weirdest movie, where it's hard to understand what's going on. I like the lighthouse though; it's still really good. Yeah, yeah. And then the witch. I think the witch is still my favorite of his. I love that movie so much. It's like one of my favorite horror movies. But this one is so good. It's it's just so interesting. Yeah. Um. So now we got your number one done too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk at length about the Northman again? <laughs> um, um, I don't think if I have anything else to add. No, I don't. Yeah. I thought I heard critiques in the Cold Kidman because people are saying because she has plastic surgery done or something, it makes it not believable. But yeah, I, I think that's the really, worst of it, though. I didn't, it didn't distract me at all. I thought she was, no. she was a very good actress. Yeah. The only weird thing is that her, so she, um, what star, what Scars Guard is it? I forget. Um, I don't know. They come from that fucking camp and fucking Alexander Skarsgård. Yes, it's Alexander Skarsgård. So him and Nicole Kidman play a husband and wife on um, Big Little Lies. Oh. So well, they do make out in this movie too. So. They, they play a uh, mother and son in this yeah. movie. That doesn't yeah, stop the Nicole do Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm forgetting my Hamlet. Does that happen in Hamlet? I don't think so. Actually, maybe it does where she like says like maybe they can get married or something. That is very specific. I assume it does. Like that is a very specific thing that is not really mentioned at all else in this movie besides that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke was in it too. Ethan Hawke is having a very good year this year. He was really good in it too. I was mad he wasn't in it more because it would just been cool. Because he was in that, he was in, he did that documentary about um, Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman that was fantastic. Um, the last movie stars on, it's on HBO Max for now. Oh yeah, I, I, to cut I that. saw that on HBO. Yeah. Um, and then he also was in Moon Knight. He played um, Arthur Harrow in Moon Knight. Um, and the opening where they introduce his character is one of the most fucked up things I've seen in a mainstream superhero movie. Like he takes like uh, something made of glass shatters it and then puts it into his slippers and then for the entire rest of the show he's walking around in these slippers with shards of broken glass on the bottom and every time he walks you just hear the glass moving under his feet mm-hmm. it is really fucked up that's cool now i want to yeah. watch that show more <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> even though he does kind of become a little bit of a, a one-note villain and it's like anytime he's on scene he's like talking about amit he's like i'm here to help amit but it's kind of you know one note um josie your number one um my number one is the sandman that would have probably been my number one if i didn't write this list before it came out i really like it um i really liked the audiobooks and i'm really enjoying the show uh uh, i think they've done a they did a great job with both and yeah it is I was a not near, disappointed. I think I texted both of you. I said it, it is a near perfect TV show. Mm-hmm. Like it is really like it. Like it is so well done. 
Um, yeah, I definitely. It's, there's new it episodes out too. Yes, they it's, just released a new episode. Yeah, wasn't it like a surprise or, or something? A yeah, they did. Um, the there's a, the there's an arc in between the doll's house and um season of, season of the mist, which is like everyone's favorite. Who's read it? That's the mm-hmm. one with the uh, hell closes and Lucifer gives um, Dream the keys to hell, and mm-hmm. all of the gods are. Uh, come to the realm of the dreaming to try and bargain to get access to hell mm-hmm. so like you get like loki and thor and the, the norse gods you get the egyptian gods you get the greek gods everyone comes and is trying to trade him something to get hell. is that in book one or is that in book two that's in, in that's the beginning of season two of the audio adventure or okay. the audio book or whatever okay. you want to call it they, it's not really they... an audio book but yeah. it's like an audio the... play yeah kind of yeah um they blend so seamlessly that i'm like when i look at it and like try to explain it to people usually i'm getting them confused yeah so this this episode that just came out um dream of a thousand cats and calliope comes from the third set which is kind of a bunch of non-sequitur episodes of, of things where it's like that's the one where it's like he goes to like the world of like the the imps and all of that with shakespeare and puts on the play Mm-hmm. like that that's the same thing and it's got the kitty episode yes that's the new one with the cat like there's a very hard i'm not going to spoil it for you but the, like did you get up to the one where uh he goes with death um i like, am all i just finished the kitty episode so oh so I you're guess, done then yeah <laughs> oh, okay like the, the oh the, there's a couple more on there there's more than just that yes did you finish the doll's house part where he deals with the corinthian yeah like boyd holbrook he's great in it too boyd holbrook who uh he played um the bad guy in logan Hmm. um i i only saw that one but they um yeah the the point where they throw where they show the uh the cat get thrown into the uh the river Hmm. the bag of cats get thrown into the river yeah and the mom cat it's like it's just so it, it is so well done it's like that and the one where they where he's with death and they do the newborn dying of SIDS. Yeah. That was another, like even moments like that are so well done that it's just, it's heartbreaking. They really could have, um, with the way like they've done the audio stuff, they really could have fucked it up and made it really crappy and like gory yeah. and just bad. And like um, it really, it could have gone downhill really quickly, but it didn't, they really and- rose to it and it's, it's nice. And they did a great job working around the DC characters they don't have the rights to. Like, that's why, like, it's not John Constantine, it's Joanna Constantine, because they don't have the rights to use John Constantine. Oh. Like, that's, like they can use Joanna because Joanna was created for Sandman, but John Constantine, the Hellblazer, is he's a DC-owned. Like, the issue with Martian Manhunter and Scott Frey from, uh, from Apocalypse is cut entirely. And John D's ties to Doctor or him being Doctor Destiny in Arkham Asylum is cut too, because yeah. that stuff is you know it's all not things they own, so they work around that in an interesting way. Doctor Destiny is a really cool character. I've read the Arkham Asylum, um, yeah. uh, comic book. I I love Doctor Destiny, and and I know this is gonna be an unpopular opinion, but I really liked Doctor Destiny when he was played by the guy who played. Um, Faraday on Lost. 
on the Flash crossover a few years ago. They did uh, they did Doctor Destiny as the bad guy for the Flash Arrow Supergirl crossover. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it is a really well done show, Sandman. Um, yeah, it's on my. I just haven't had time to watch it recently, but it's definitely on the top of my list. And it's the kind of uh, thing where watch. it's like you have to sit through the first. I think the first episode is going to be a barrier of entry for a lot of people because the first episode is kind of slow. There's a lot of exposition. It's the first episode is dream get like the the guy's trying to capture death to bring his son back to life, but he fucks mm-hmm. up the spell and catches dream. So the first episode is over a hundred years, and it's dream trapped in this cage, and he got to oh, escape. Okay. Um, and it's like it's not the strongest place to start with a protagonist, mm-hmm. um, but it needs to be done because he's omnipotent. So you need to like scale him back a little bit. Yeah, but it, it's not a, a strong starting point. But it is, it is something that people are gonna get hung up on. But once you get past that first episode, it's all just wild bullshit. It's great. Yeah, I was gonna read. I didn't realize how insanely like comprehensive the Sandman universe is. Oh yeah, it's huge. <laughs> like that that thing that um, Harry Potter ripped off is tied into it. Yeah, because I was going to read it first because I thought it was like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where there's like three volumes and then you're good. No, I think <laughs> it's, it's so nine volumes. Stuff. Yeah, Like it's yeah, nine volumes, like, just that. And there's a book that's like this thick that's just death has her own yeah. book. Yeah, so if I, if I, I'd probably like the show from what I've heard about it. So maybe I'll get into the source material after I watch the show. Yeah, if you watch the show and like it, you will like, the source because it's basically a one-to-one adaptation it's just and people are getting hung up on this some characters are black Uh-oh. yeah and then the gender role switches like that that's about it yeah that, that's about it but everything else is identical like mm-hmm. and, and the thing is too when you hear Neil Gaiman talk about it it's like when he talks about how he designed Lucifer it's like his idea was like an androgynous like pop star like the person he modeled it after was David Bowie so like when you hear that and then it's like, oh, and they pick Gwendolyn Christie to play Lucifer, it's like, all right, I can see that. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, I saw a yeah, picture of her. She looked cool. Yeah, she's playing the, Lucifer um, Morning That's Sun. actually like um, in uh, Passion of the Christ. Uh, that's how Satan is, too. It's yeah. like this weird androgynous, like, bald creature thing. And it's yeah. like, they could have used Tom Ellis as Lucifer, but they opted not to. Because Lucifer was created for Sandman, not DC. There wasn't a Lucifer character in DC Comics until Sandman did. And that's mm-hmm. the rule. Is that if the character didn't exist before Sandman, they can use it. If the character existed before it in DC, they couldn't, except for Golden Age Sandman, who makes a small appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a Ghost Society member. Um, my number one is not Sandman, because it's, I, I made my list before Sandman came out. My number one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, good. yeah. That was really good. Yeah. That was, like, I was I went into that movie with very little expectations, and I left that movie, and I said, this is going to be, if this is not the number one movie for me by the end of the year, um, it'll be in contention with whatever the number two movie is for, for that. It is such a well-done movie. It's so out there and all over the place, and it blends humor and uh, and and just family drama. The guy who played um, Data in Goonies and Short Round in Temple of Doom, 
mm-hmm. plays the husband. He comes out of he came out of retirement for this movie, and he got such a he got a lot to do in this, like in dramatic like uh, dramatic fashion. He does it so well, and Michelle Yeoh is great too. Um, and it, it's it like it'll go back and forth from like the theme of uh, family tension to um, a fight between two people and one of them is trying to keep the other one from shoving an award up their ass <laughs> like it is like it is such a it's such a great movie it's, and I heard an interview with the directors and it's like they were given basically carte blanche to do whatever they wanted in the movie um, except they were not given an IMAX camera yeah <laughs> because I, they Oh, you can finish. Did you see the movie? Or um... I did. I was very surprised at how funny it was. Yes, that's what I was. I was most surprised at. Like the the scene at the canyon where it's just the two rocks overlooking the canyon with the uh, with the text on the screen. Um, that was they wanted to shoot that on an IMAX camera. <laughs> and when they told the studio that they're like, "What are you fucking nuts? We're not paying for that." <laughs> Like, because it's it's a still shot basically of two rocks sitting over a canyon. Yeah, that would just be a joke for the commentary. Yeah, I don't think anyone like, re- realize. Yeah, it, but it is such a good movie. I I I saw that and I loved it immediately. Uh, it is a little long. I'll give it that. Um, it you can probably do two twenty. It doesn't have to be two and a half. Um, yeah. but it is really good, and it's it's a one off. It's the best multiverse movie that's come out this year. Which there's are there's been at least two that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, uh, worst of the year. Do I oh, go yeah. first on that? The worst yeah. of the year. This was my idea because I hated yeah. this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Jurassic World Dominion. Really, um, I hated it so really? much. <laughs> I was so pissed off the entire time I was watching that movie. Why? Okay, so <laughs> they had almost a good idea. The this is what the movie should have been. Okay, so they they shouldn't. There was way too many main characters. First off, there's like six or seven main characters. Okay. I also thought the I liked the first Jurassic World. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um. That's the, an unpopular I, opinion now, but I think that's just sour grapes. People going back and seeing the last two and be like, "Yeah, and the first one sucked too." Yeah, I thought <laughs> I didn't like the second one that much. Um, like the cloning stuff was so dumb, and then they doubled down on the cloning stuff even more in this movie yeah. in a really weird way because they made um uh, the oh, the one doctor character that he he's like in charge of all the dinosaur stuff, science stuff oh, now. Um... I forgot his name. Um, yeah, but he was on SVU too. Yeah, he plays a criminal psychologist on SVU. Yeah. But uh, he's evil because he's like manipulated with all these DNA and stuff for so many years. But then the clone's mother, who artificially inseminated herself with a clone so she could cure a disease, she's a hero for doing that, for like creating a clone like by herself. And then mm-hmm. they retroactively added in this character that was apparently responsible for cloning dinosaurs that right. no one's ever mentioned for the past 30 years. Yeah. Oh. Uh, then they, they had a locust subplot I thought was so stupid where they're like, we're, that's what the issue is, is this giant mass of locusts eating everything. And See, uh, I didn't have a problem with the locusts. Um, I just wish that like 
it doesn't work for what they're going for here, which is the last Jurassic Park movie. Allegedly, there's almost no dinosaurs in the movie. And where there are dinosaurs, there's no stakes because you don't see dinosaurs with the entire cast together until the very end. And you know, no one's going to die until everyone gets together. So like, exactly. there's no point to having Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas well, Howard. Chris run Pratt is also has psychic powers now, where he can control dinosaurs by putting his hand yeah. up in front of yeah, himself. every dinosaur, not just the <laughs> raptors he trained. Even though they established, I'm, at, I'm looking they, at a picture of that right now because yeah. I googled the movie. <laughs> they established in the first movie that he's like a dinosaur trainer, but that he doesn't have like they set up very well that even though he's trained them that he does not have control over them. And like, he, it's like a, his folly almost where he thinks he has more control than he does and he gets like, like, no. like fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and he, is like, he gets like fucked up because of that. But now in this one, he's just like this dinosaur master, even though none of these dinosaurs are trained. Like, the, no, I, he's well, wearing is, a coat. Oh, well, there, yeah, there's snow <laughs> stuff. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a CIA mission that they go on for Didn't part of the movie. Did you know that coat had special enchantment? There's a, there's a weird <laughs> there's a weird tropical area in the middle of the Alps somehow. That was cool. This is what the movie should have been. So they they set up um, Biosyn, which is like Indian main competitor, and they have Dobson come back. I like all of that. As Dotson. it's a different actor for Dobson too. I didn't know that. Until... Yes, because the original actor is like a child rapist or something. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I think he's in prison for. Oh, they're not just going to force that movie through and hope that no one thinks about that when the movie comes out next July. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's why Dotson. And in the books, Dotson dies in the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was fine with that because uh, I think that's a good like bring back this like uh, other company that's been in the movies but not that important. So that's good as a villain. This is what the movie should have been. So uh, Biosyn sets up this uh, dinosaur preserve in the Alps, where it's like this cool crater where they have almost like mountains surrounding it, and then the they that's how the movie should have started as they showed biosyn with all their resources and funds were able to round up all the dinosaurs and there's actually not an issue like they're all in this giant preserve mm-hmm. um in the alps and switzerland and then you bring in all the characters where it's almost like just look come look at our setup and like you can approve of it yeah and then you just have the dinosaurs go crazy and start killing people that would have mm-hmm. been the better movie you don't need all these other subplots just basically just redo it again Right. And it's like, that's what people are there to see. They're there to see dinosaurs. They're there to see, you know, all of that kind of nonsense. But it's, it's just, everything about the movie was poorly executed. And, and yes. for me, the, the, my entire problem comes down to the fact that we don't see the, everyone together until the third act. And at that point, it's like, up until that point, anytime they encounter dinosaurs, it's like, well, everyone's going to live through this because I know they're all together at the end of the movie because they didn't bring back all these people to not have them all be in the same scene together. Yes. And actually, it would have been better if they started killing off the original cast, I think. It would have had mm-hmm. a lot more impact. And, like, Laura Dern, like, she's great. But, like, so much of her line that was just cringy, I thought. Like, How do you feel about her and, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, uh, Jeff Goldblum? No, her and um, the other one, Alan Grant, um, getting yeah. together. That was dumb because they, like, in the books and in the first movie, it's like they kind of set up, they have this platonic friendship and they're yeah. very good friends. And even in the third one too, like they have this like long history where they're friends and it's it's kind of, I feel like that people critique that all the time where they force relationships between any male and female character. Right, exactly. You can and just then they did, friendship. And then they did that again with this. It was so dumb. Because in the books, uh, he's actually a widower 
and he's like that's that's why he doesn't want children and that's why he doesn't want any relationships because he's like my wife's died so like i'm done and like yeah. him and dr sattler have this like very good work platonic relationship and just showing it's like oh well even if they're scientists and researchers they can't handle not having sex or falling in love with each other <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a scene where she says that uh dr malcolm jeff goldblum's character slid into her dms that's an actual <laughs> yeah i was like oh, okay like as that's yeah it feels very fellow kids like when, when i listen to that i'm like do people still say that even like yeah yeah and then well, like I, i'm using your language like jeff goldblum <laughs> i think it's kind of annoying now as just a, a human <laughs> i think he's, he's become he's become a meme of himself yeah and it, it just feels like he's so he tries so hard to be weird now i think and, his best performance in recent years is the guy in the apartments.com commercial yeah, yeah, that, that's like his toned down version of himself. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't thrilled about that movie either. I wouldn't say it was the worst movie of the year, um, but it wasn't great. Joe, did you figure out a worst yet? Yeah. Um. So this is like a worst in a, but I'll also probably still watch it kind of way. Um, the Kardashians are back. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Oh, uh, they're yeah. the short uh, shove Pete Davidson down our throat. Oh yeah, Pete oh, Davidson. He's not had, had even the, shown up yet. He had to check himself into a mental health facility because oh, good of, Lord. Because he's a victim of Kanye West. Like <laughs> is he Christ. really? Yeah. <laughs> I support oh, Kanye and everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> Including bullying Pete Davidson. <laughs> I can't stand Pete Davidson. He's such an ass. Yes. Oh like anytime he goes on Weekend Update, it's just him playing Pete Davidson and making snarky comments about shit. And it's like, all right. Like, yeah, I've never met anyone that actually likes him. It's just that for some reason, NBC executives think we all want to see more of him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, constantly. So he just keeps getting movie deals and TV shows and like all this publicity. Like the best thing about Suicide Squad is that he dies in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and bodies, bodies, bodies. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, he dies in that too. I yeah, that movie. I just felt rage when I watched the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I saw the trailer and it's like everyone talking like they think like Gen Z actually talks, and I'm like, oh my god, just stop! Like, it's not funny. But yeah, I've not kept up with the Kardashians. It's um, not keeping up with the Kardashians anymore. It's uh, the Kardashians. Oh yeah, it, it moved to like Hulu or something, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, um, I think my sister watches it, but she has to for work. I'm up to date on all the episodes. Um, I will still continue to watch it, but it is horrible, and that's part of the reason that I watch it. Um, <laughs> as I enjoy watching these entirely out of touch people and the shock value from seeing how out of touch they are. I can't. I couldn't even get into that. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't sit down and be like, "That's." It's so entertaining. <laughs> um, is um, I'm trying to think. Is Scott Disick still on that show? Yes, he is. Uh, he's my favorite. There, he's even worse. Oh god, <laughs> he's such a, like an asshole <laughs> in like every situation. <laughs> it's so funny how early on they called out um, like here comes Honey Boo Boo for like they're exploiting kids, and it's like you threw the fucking Jenner sisters on there when they were like seven. Oh, yeah, and they started getting, like, plastic surgery when they were, like, yeah. 18 years old and stuff. The only thing I know about that show is that there's one where, um, there's an episode where, at the time, Bruce Jenner needed to get a colonoscopy, 
and the two of them didn't know what a colonoscopy was, and I thought, yeah, they thought it was a disease. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the only thing I remember from that show. I remember he used to love playing with his uh, like model helicopters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that loved, was his like escape. Yeah, I loved watching it and like going, like, like where, where were the signs? How did they not know? Like, there is. I remember at the National Enquirer knew. Yes, they called like, it first. They that was like they were a hundred percent right about. It's that so Jenner. funny because it's like when you it's like we have pictures of Bruce Jenner. Uh, dressed as a woman and it's like when you open the magazine and look at the what it is it's like actor reenacting what we think it would look like if Bruce Jenner was dressed as a woman (laughs) is Caitlin on the show at all Mm. hold on that that's Bruce Jenner now that she has transitioned no she's not made up she has not made an appearance isn't she running for office I think that she did run for the governor of California but I think that was for that like runoff thing they made a like joke about recall her in, uh, thing in uh, the trailer for Bros. Did you see that trailer yet? No. It's the first gay rom-com. It's uh, Billy, Billy Eichner's new movie. Yeah, I don't like Billy Eichner anymore. It, it seems kind of funny. Um, but they may, they, they're talking about, like, um, they say it's something about a trans terrorist. And like, hey, we have trans terrorists, too. Just look at Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> well, I would say Moonlight was the first gay rom-com. I don't think it was a rom com. <laughs> I don't think there's anything too comedic about that movie, or romantic for that matter. <laughs> like, um, for me, the the worst movie of the year so far was Rough. Um, I have three. I thought the um, movie was called Rough. No, <laughs> I went to it go a, Google it. It was a tough choice. Um, Moonfall. Definitely should oh, be in the yeah. conversation um, because like Geostorm wasn't great and the destruction wasn't great either. But, but it least, knew what it was. Right. At least the um, like the subplot, the espionage subplot was somewhat engaging. Moonfall doesn't have that and the destruction's not great and they play fast and loose with the laws of physics. And then when they get to the moon... It looked very much like Roland Emmerich was like, well, here's all the shit we were going to do in, in Independence Day 3. That's never going to happen. So I'll just throw it all here because all of the aesthetic of the world the humans came from before they came to Earth looks like, remember that weird white orb thing that they had? Wait, wait, in I didn't see Moonfall. So in Moonfall, humans come from a different planet. Yes. And the moon <laughs> is actually a star with a Dyson sphere around it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's why it comes out of orbit is because the aliens that are against that form of humanity come to Earth to destroy that thing, and the moon starts crashing into Earth because of that. Okay, this sounds great. I'm totally gonna watch that. One. Um, and it's like the some of the science fiction aesthetic is kind of cool, but it's just not a great movie all around. Uh, Morbius was another one. Oh uh, yes, it's um, Morbin time. Yeah, that was not a good movie. Um. Matt Smith definitely tried to make that movie watchable, and I'm sure he'll try to make House of the Dragon fun. Um, oh, yeah. He does look like a freak, so I think he'll be good yeah. in that movie. Um, oh, yeah, House of the Dragon is coming out like this week, isn't it? Today. Tonight, oh, yeah. I'll watch that, probably. Um, he, Yeah, that movie is not good, though. You can tell there were two different cuts of the movie that get cut together in post. Um, and it just didn't work out well. But the one that I went with 
was the contractor which was a I don't think I've even heard of that yeah it's a, I, I think I texted you while I was sitting in the theater it was an empty theater um Chris Pine is the lead he plays a military contractor who works for Kiefer Sutherland and gets sent to somewhere in Germany I think to um kill someone if I remember correctly um, but the reason why it makes the list is not because the plot was forgettable, not because the action is not great. It, there are certain things in filmmaking that are standard in terms of cinematography and things like that. Um, this movie doesn't adhere to any of those. So like, it, it, like using like the webcam feed of me as an example, if I'm talking like and and it's being recorded i should be like over here looking this way so it's making the most of the of the screen that like gives a direction yeah to that way the most most of the the most of the screen being used if if i'm talking this way i shouldn't be over here <laughs> leaving this big empty area um also if i'm talking i shouldn't have my back to you talking and walking that way i should be using a different camera angle where i'm going and following them as they're walking that way uh, it's just little things like that that made the movie unwatchable. Um, and, and that bothered the fuck out of me when I was sitting there watching it. Hmm. And that's why it made the worst of the year. <laughs> I've not heard of that movie at all. Yeah, I, it, it was it was playing at my movie theater before it shut down most of the screens <laughs> for uh, renovation that's still not done yet three months later. Yeah, I knew about Moonfall and I didn't think that would be good because the the destruction component of the moon falling into the earth is too big where I yes. didn't think there would be enough other destructive things going on. And, and and they do take all the destruction and they're all like in the middle of nowhere when it happens. That's why Geostorm was good because you set up these insane weather events where those can all happen, but yeah. the earth wouldn't be destroyed by it. Right. Exactly. If the, the moon, moon crashed into, into the earth, <laughs> the earth would be destroyed. And Especially that's why if, I... if the moon was actually a Dyson sphere made out of solid metal and it wasn't like, and there was a star in the middle of it, it's not. That actually like... is a very popular conspiracy theory that the, yes. the moon that, is I, I found that out during the movie because the guy brings it up. Like one of the characters is a, a moon superstructure conspiracy theorist. Yes. That no and one it, believes. It actually, it's because the for the size of earth, the moon is way too big to be our moon. So it, it's very strange why we have a moon that size. Well, I, I heard the theory as to, that explained how the moon got there. That's where the, our lizard people elites come from. Well, no, well, that's one theory. <laughs> that's not the theory that I heard that's realistic. The one I heard that's realistic was um, it was like something impacted the earth while it was yeah. still molten and then a bunch of shit flew out. Yes, that is that is probably what happened. I did take a space class in college. <laughs> yes, yeah, ten years the, ago, almost a day, you took a space class. And the that is uh, what people think is that another basically planet hit the Earth. Yeah, because the most of the moon it's like made up of the exact same material as the Earth's crust, so it's like a little chunk of the Earth got split off. Yeah, but the. Like, it's like the probability of the moon existing is like less than zero or something. It's like, it shouldn't exist. It's well, if you look so, at other planets, so too, perfect. like other planets, it's all captured asteroids. Yeah. And the, like, the moon's in line perfectly with the Earth and the sun. So we have the, like, the eclipse and it, it like, it's the exact perfect distance away that it can uh, affect the tides, but not right. affect it too much that it would destroy things. Right. That's probably um, fake. 
<laughs> okay, so do we have time for a game? I have this game that I came up with. That's pretty entertaining. So here's what it's going to be. You two are going to have to... I, you know how you go to Walmart and you see these collections of movies? Yes, like so I just these... got... I, when I was home recently, I took one back with me. It was a Jack Ryan collection and it was The Hunt for Red October, Patriot of Games, and another one. And it's Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin because they both played Jack Ryan in different movies. Was it the one... Not the one with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise also played him. No, it was... Before, I guess it was all the 80s and 90s ones. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it's those kind of sets where they have a theme um, and the theme has a bunch of movies in it that are all kind of similar, but we don't know what, like, I'm not going to tell you what the movies are. Uh, you guys have to guess what movies are in there under this theme. Um, so let's go with the first one because this one's probably the easiest. The theme is King of Horror. It is eight movies all on DVD for $20. And the theme is Stephen King movies. Okay. Both Pet, pet Cemeteries. cemeteries. <laughs> Did you both say Pet Cemetery at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> You're both wrong. <laughs> uh, Firestarter. No. Okay. Uh, the one with Christopher Walken. I don't know which one that is. Uh, it doesn't tell me who's in it. It. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which it? One and two. And the wrong. Other. The miniseries. <laughs> the miniseries. Yes, the miniseries is in there. Um, Christine. No. <laughs> uh, Carrie. No, and they're all well-known movies too. It's not they pulled some bullshit here. Um, uh, now I'm trying to think of others. The dark, the new Dark Tower. No, there's one that you're gonna kick yourself if you don't get. The Shining. Yes, the Shining right. is in it. So we have two or three. We have right two now. out of eight. <laughs> I don't think I know anymore. I'm trying to. I have Stephen King. Oh, um, Doctor Sleep. No. Okay. Uh, Misery. No. Okay. Uh. Oh, um, the total. What's the truck one where the trucks come to life? Oh, um. Heavy metal? No, have not. I know what you're talking about, but it's not it. All right, not that one. Um, I'm trying to think of other Stephen King. I didn't realize there was uh, Dolores Claiborne. No. Um, oh, Salem's Lot. Yes, that one's in there. There you go. That's three. <laughs> uh, um, the Green Mile. Four. There. Uh, what's the one with the kids that find the body in the woods? Stand by me? Yeah. No. All right. <laughs> um, can I have a hint? Um, let me see which ones haven't you gotten yet. One of them. Uh... Cujo? No, not Cujo. Oh, that's a good one. I would, uh, okay, this, this is a weird collection. Yeah, well, that's the point of this. <laughs> um, one of them... Uh... I'm oh, lawnmower man! Give you a hint with it. What? Children of the Corn. No. The, oh yeah. Oh, the lawnmower man. No. I'm trying to think of a way to give you a hint for this without giving it away. Let me look up what year it came out. I'll look up the Christopher Walken one. I bet that could be on it. Shawshank. 1994. This one came out. Shawshank. Yes. 
Uh, I didn't know Shawshank Redemption was. Uh... Oh, the prophecy. No, that's not a. That's not in there. Oh, damn. All right, so there are three left. These are the three hardest, I think, to get. You should. You should just give them to us. Okay. <laughs> Creep show. I would not have gotten that one. Cat's eye. Also, would not have gotten that one. And Dreamcatcher. No. Oh, Dream. Okay. I probably would have eventually gotten Dreamcatcher. A good hint of <laughs> eyebrows. Because that movie, that movie is insane because uh, Stephen King wrote it after he got hit by a car and he was on <laughs> opioids, so he was constipated. So that's why the, the whole book and movie has a fixation of aliens crawling up people's assholes. And like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a bunch of like shitting and farting and stuff. Because <laughs> he was constipated the whole time. And it, it's also his like longest book that's it's so meandering and like so boring. And Oprah people that, do that to the, you. the Stephen King subreddit will defend anything he does, even the child orgy and it. Um, yeah, I don't think that's needed. <laughs> and the and they'll defend Dreamcatcher too, but he even says that he should cut down Dreamcatcher because there's so much. It's cool because it's like aliens and stuff, and it also has a Pennywise reference um, because in in the movie or in the book there's like a thing that says Pennywise lives on like a, a, a town that they go to hmm. so that's well, the there's cool, also a reference to Pennywise thing. in in uh, the Dark Tower which I read that one I read recently and and in um some random I just read an excerpt from it it's like from a one of his regular horror movies or horror books that you wouldn't expect it to be there's like a random part where the one of the characters has a vision of the Dark Tower Yes, the well, because the Dark Tower is kind of like it the, encompasses all of his like, the, the Earth Prime of the King multiverse. Yeah, like it, it it is everything comes out of there. Um, let's see. Do you want to do one more and then we'll call it? Because there's one more that's that's okay. Easier. Okay. Seven Elvis movies. Elvis. Okay. <laughs> uh, I honestly I don't know if I can think of it any of his movies two of them are named after songs suspicious minds no (laughs) (laughs) i know he has won something with hawaii in the title that's not in the set all right (laughs) (laughs) um do you want me to give it i I honestly will not get any of these all right i thought thought it was an easy one jailhouse rock Oh yeah, okay. Viva Las Vegas. All right. Girl I know the Flint, I know the Flintstones. Uh, yes. The Las Vegas movie. Uh Girl Happy, which uh I think was the uh the one where someone gave an erection on screen. Walk the line? No, that's not an Elvis movie. That's a biopic <laughs> that's the Johnny about Cash Johnny movie. Cash. It's about Elvis though. No, it's no, not. It's about, it's about Johnny, Johnny Cash. <laughs> But he does yes, play in a is. prison in that movie. Sorry. <laughs> uh, spin out. That's the way it is. Elvis on tour. This is Elvis. I think the last three are all documentaries that I saw on HBO Max, too. Yeah, if those two were hard, we're definitely not going to get through bombs, babes, and blockbusters of canon films. I love the idea, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Canon, that's interesting because most canon movies, the females are like very 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 much like a side character to like charles bronson or chuck norris yes but chuck they have norris so- sylvester stallone and Dolph yeah. lundgren and jean claude van so is, is one of the sylvester stallone ones um 
uh, not Snake. Uh, oh, I forget what the it's, he has sunglasses on in the the picture. I bet you're close, Cobra. Cobra, there's he has was close. Snake yeah. was close. Yeah, it's, it's that's a, his like it, only canon film. Yes, uh, but the rest are all. Some of them are well known. I wouldn't buy this set for twenty bucks though. But we'll do that one another time when I can find more that are a little bit easier to do. Yeah, the issue um, with those movies is a lot of them are very boring. Like very little happens. In them. What the canon movies? Yeah. Like some of them are hilarious because of how crazy they get, but a lot of them are just boring. Was Commando a canon movie? With Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think he did any canon films. I think he was too big. <laughs> too big, unlike Sylvester Stallone. Or like too rich. Well, yeah, Dolph Rungan, like, like, Sylvester Stallone, I think, he made one canon film. And Mm -hmm. I I probably did, they had to get a, I think they might have distributed it or something like that. Well, it's like, what's it called? It's like Hammer Horror, like, where it's like, it's kind of like a subgenre in and of itself. Yeah, or uh, Trauma, too. Right, yeah. Um, So, someone asked if we can wrap up. I so tell. I guess. <laughs> uh, but we, we we've gotten a good amount out of this, so we have our mid-year top five. Um, I think that's really all we have for today, too, because I think that other game we have to work on a little bit before we try to unleash it again. Um, with better, more well-rounded titles, I think would be helpful. Um, because like Slumber Party Pack movies from the early two thousands and nineties. There are three of them for five dollars. If I say that, how quickly do you go to Matilda, Madeline, Annie? No, nah, I was gonna say American Pie. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, it, it, it's a work in progress. And then the other game I had that we'll maybe we'll do another time is did this play on ESPN two? And I tell you the name of a sport, and you tell me if it played on ESPN two. And the trick is, all of them played on ESPN two because <laughs> it's all. Like who the fuck? Like why are the European ice- handball? No, that would be okay. Uh, <laughs> cornhole. That's exciting. Uh, spike ball. Um, professional softball, which I didn't know that was a thing. Canadian football league, high school football. Um, at least six times this week, they aired a rerun of the presentation of the Heisman Trophy. Um, tech ball, <laughs> and Formula One racing. Hmm, that one's real. Yeah, the, the rest. I didn't know there was a professional softball league. I still surprised. don't think there is one. Um, but yeah, we will wrap up there for today. I think that yeah, that's all we got. Um, we'll be back with more stuff as it happens later in the week, and I think I'll be aware of spoilers this week is "Hunk for Jesus, Save Your Soul," as well as "She-Hulk" episode two. Um, So until next time, have a great rest of your week. Fucking the record button on here.